This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome into Season 2, Episode 45 of Banging on the Drum. If you are listening at this point, please like, subscribe, download our podcast. Um, Like we always say, uh, we don't look at the numbers like way too much, but it does make us feel better when we do get some numbers. So you could be doing a good deed to us. So just go out there, like, subscribe, download, put it on other people's phones as well. If you actually do like us, share us with other people. We'd appreciate it, but I'm going to try not to be too annoying with that stuff and too gimmicky. But anyways, I am your host, P-Dog, joined alongside my co-host, M-Dog. And how are you doing today, M-Dog? I'm doing well, doing well. I think uh, for the most part, my week's gone fairly well. And so let's get into uh, it. What are those overs and unders that you have? For all right. Week? So my under... Um, Friday night, right? So the day after we recorded last week. So we did do the special with the Sweet 16 running backs, right? Go check that one out. It's pretty, it's a really good episode. Um, joined by a couple guys, but Friday night, my kid gets sick, runs into my room, pukes on my face. Like not like full blown on my face, but he pukes all over my shoulder. It splatters all on my face in the middle of the night. It, it was really not ideal. Like it was one of the probably worst experiences I've had with a kid being sick. Right. So I've gotten puked on a few times, not that big a deal, but like he wakes me up, pukes all over me. And then like, I got to clean up all of his mess. And then I got to go like get in the shower because I'm covered in puke. Oh boy. Does he, did, so he woke you up and then puked on you. Yeah. He ran from his room, so he didn't puke all over his bed, just all over my bed. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But, like, th- what was your advice to him? Like, hey, man, you go to the toilet with this? Or, like, who? who- so, so, no, like, I don't know what. Just don't puke on me. Puke on the floor. Like, it's much easier <laughs> to clean up off the floor than it is off of me. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I was giving him advice. I was not very like thrilled in the moment. Right. Cause he wakes me up and I'm then I'm like in reaction mode and not like thinking like a dad mode. So I wasn't very, very pleased. So oh, uh, my yeah. wife was much more sensitive about the fact that he puked and that I should be sympathetic to- towards him. And so she was much better about stuff like that, but. So did it, did it wake up both of you and then you both had to deal with the situation or was it just, yeah, yeah. We both got up and we're dealing with the situation and then like, so he gets in the bathtub and like, I'm cleaning up all the like blankets and, uh, everything that like ended up on the floor sheets and stuff like that. I'm cleaning all that stuff off our bed while she's getting him in the bathtub and stuff. So. I think you should take that as a good sign though. I don't think I would have went to my dad. If I was sick when I was a kid, it would definitely been my mom getting thrown up on in that. Situation. Yeah. So, um, so I'm next to the door, okay. right? So like uh, he comes in and he like runs right into my bed. I'm right there. And that's why, 
but like he would come to me. I don't think that he has an issue with that, but yeah, you're right. I'm probably in the same boat that like mom's getting thrown up on for sure. <laughs> oh, do your kids do the things when they can't sleep and they come in and try to like sleep in your bed and stuff like that. I've been hearing a lot of that lately. Um, it, uh, yeah. Fun. So, so we don't get too much like middle of the night movement, right? So every now and again, like we will bring them into our bed because we don't want to jump in their bed, but I'll go sleep in kids' beds like kind of a lot when they're like screaming and like crying. I'd rather lay in their bed and then get out of their bed and go back to bed. Or if like just sometimes I just fall asleep in there, but um, they don't like come to my bed too often, like after they're asleep, but they will. Like if I would let them, all three of them would be sleeping in my spot in the bed right now. Oh, okay. if I'd let them. I guess and I'm sure and-, and I'm sure right now, as we're speaking, my nine year old is sleeping in my spot and I'll have to move her when I go upstairs. Hey, do you ever just say screw it? I'm just gonna go sleep in her bed. No, I always move her back. <laughs> See, I think I would get in like fall into that trap enough where I would just be like screw it i'm I'm too lazy for this shit right now like i'm just gonna lay in her bed everyone's gonna sleep better because of this situation yeah um, i mean maybe i don't like the idea of not sleeping with my wife though yeah you you like I don't, to get i don't that, like that idea. that morning stuff in for the kid yeah. wake up well yeah right a little I mean, smooch on the cheek you know uh, just one not <laughs> no more than one um but like i don't know it's, i think i have like a weird attitude maybe not weird attitude about it i think maybe it's normal but um like I, I just think it, like it's important probably for your overall marriage to sleep next to your wife yeah you hear that a lot I, but but so like when my wife was pregnant okay. with our first kid like I probably didn't like she would move beds a lot because like she was uncomfortable all the time. Right. So it's hard for her to sleep and like things like that. So she would just move beds like so that she could kind of like maneuver inside the bed so she could get comfortable. And so, yeah, I would think it's like once you move outside of the room because there's like an actual issue that you have like sleeping next to the person because I'm sure there's some like resentment when that's going on. But like, yeah, yeah, when I do this and stuff, like I kind of so give my wife credit that she's like doesn't care that I'm staying up late and just doing whatever I want, which maybe does sound kind of weird. But then on the same hand, like I don't like to go in and like pitch blackness and like wake her up, like plugging my phone in and stuff like that. So if it ends up being like too late and I know I'm like a little tipsy or something. Which whatever we haven't been drinking as much as we used to on the show, but yeah, but I'll try to keep it cool and just be like, okay, I'm gonna punt today. And I'll just not sleep in the room tonight, just because I don't want to wake her up and interrupt her yeah. sleep because she gets up early as shit. Like she gets up way too early, like four o'clock. Which is yeah, which is part of the reason that we do this in the evenings too, right? Is because both of our significant others are asleep. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, and then for my over, uh, 
So I had an interview with a committee that I want to get onto. So it's a crisis negotiation team committee, right? So like if something pretty negative would happen inside the facility where somebody would like lock themselves into their cell and try to like be on like the verge of harming themselves. Like I'd be one of the guys that would go in and try to talk them down and they train you to do stuff. Or if like a staff member was doing something like that, like same deal. Um, In theory, I could do it in the community with the training I would get there. And then, so I had an interview for that and um, I felt pretty good about it. So I kind of, I feel like I crushed my scenario piece of it. Right. So they give you like a scenario before you've been trained to do anything and like felt really good about it. So now I, I wouldn't I, get it at all. It would be fucking terrible. <laughs> be like, yeah, you you're, you're jinxing yourself worthless. right now. I yeah. thought you were getting accepted to the big titty committee. I was pretty proud of you there. So yeah. you just got yeah. to sit there and be like, yeah, those are some big titties. Or yeah, that's no, I mean I, I think I, if that's all you got to do for the big titty committee, I mean I'm probably there already. You know, just watch. Yeah, yeah. those are so, those are nice. <laughs> those are big ones. Uh, yeah, I don't even know how good I would be at that one. They're like, yeah, like I, I think those are good. I, I don't know if I'm good at uh, judging that stuff because I think I'm like just like oh yeah, I'm, it's all yeah, good tits. I, I love them, <laughs> right? But yeah, but so with getting accepted to the committee if if you do get accepted to the committee does that come with like a pay raise or anything or is that just like no so it's so it'd be good training and if i wanted to move to like another facility i think it would be like a, like an exceptional <clears throat> piece of my resume okay. right i could probably go do a few other things in the right so like it'd be like like real like crisis negotiation stuff too is what what I would be trained on right it wouldn't just be like facility specific like cities and police departments have guys that do this stuff like i want to i want to i feel like there's like a movie or m- multiple movies about it but it's a guy that gets on the phone and is like trying to talk like people are who are holding hostages down oh right? yeah I mean, but it probably like, will never get that movies. serious yeah die hard and i i feel like the, like that's not what they call him as a crisis negotiator but like i can't think of what they call him in the movies yeah but you're always the guy in the movie that gets like punked though like because someone from the fbi comes in and they're like fuck this guy he doesn't know shit about this we're gonna go in there with guns and blast him like for sure yeah <laughs> and then you'll be the one that's right so you get to be the good guy in the movie Though, that, well yeah that's that's kind of cool. that's but that's what i've been trying to do my whole life is just be the good guy in the movie all right i'm gonna give you a scenario right now so okay. i'm on the top of my roof and the packers just lost another nfc championship game on a on a muffed fumble recovery on an onside kick so uh, just the seattle seahawks scenario it happened again, though. But this, this time, the team was, let's say, the 15, Vikings. The fi- yeah, it was. We were fifteen and two. One, uh, obviously, had the number one seed. Won the NFC North. The Vikings scraped into the playoffs somehow. Let's say they were nine and eight. They they just had a winning record. Everything broke their way. Um, 
and then the shittiest team possible to make it to the Super Bowl from the AFC just made it to the Super Bowl. So we heartbreaking loss. Looks like the Vikings are going to be able to go into the Super Bowl, win their very first Super Bowl. And I am ready to jump. Go. Well, Pat, just get the fuck over it. It's goddamn <laughs> sports. Come on. Um, no, I, um, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I, head, I can't head do it first. Here. I just head first dove right in. Yeah. So, you, I mean, you, so we might need to do that if that's the fucking scenario. If we get beat by the Vikings in the <laughs> NFC Championship game, uh, I might just like be like, "Yeah, I'm fucking going too." Let's. You want to hold hands? <laughs> oh yeah, we could do it together. That would be kind of comforting too. <laughs> <laughs> See, I made you feel better already. Look at that. Yeah. So you're hired. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. All right. How how'd your week go? Yeah, my my week has been good. So had a great weekend. Um, I'll, I'll bump it. So my it was my birthday. What day was my birthday? Monday. So we celebrated St. Patrick's Day. Friday went out day drinking. Always a good time on St. Patrick's Day. Great weekend. Um, but I'll roll into my unders and overs. I just remembered that. I forgot to even put that in here. And I had a great weekend before my under started. And then my under today is been having my, uh, I'll just dial. So normally I plug my phone in. Like I said, my under has been that my, my cord is like coming unhooked. So like it just switches to the radio, switches back to my phone. Yeah, like fucking just terrible sh- when that happens. <laughs> yeah, shitty connection, but dialed into like i used to have this like soul station in and i would hear some like funny stuff and whatever i i don't usually touch like what radio station it is and i think the only reason i changed the station is because i went over to drill whatever too too many details anyways i'm on a country station right now and i was like i'm not messing with my phone because i only had a five minute drive from the gym back to my house no I, I was going to subway back to my house and this song came on and it just blew my mind to a level of like shittiness that i have like it, i i don't even have words to describe it but anyways the song was wait in the truck um yep. <laughs> you heard that song it's on it's on the radio probably every 45 minutes if you ever listen to the radio. Oh like if you listen to one God. station, they're like that's a repeat song. It's probably top 15 in the on the playlist. Oh around here God. anyway. But if you haven't heard this song, like the amount of stupidity that this song like just spouts off just blows my mind. And I say this knowing that, like, people that know we have a podcast probably say the same shit about us. Oh, but yeah. in so usually I'm like pretty sensitive to the fact, not sensitive, but like I'm self aware enough to the fact, like, where I was like, okay, we we probably put out some pretty shitty content that like people cringe at or or whatever. But yeah, they're man, probably like embarrassed for us, right? And we just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's a good way to put it. But yeah, exactly, though. And that's like how I felt listening to this song. Like, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you wrote this song and you thought it was good. Like, who who told you that this concept that's in this song? And if you haven't heard this song, it's about a guy that met a girl. Like, he was just driving down the street and he's seen someone that, like, looked like they got the kid, shit kicked out of them. Which... Good for him. He stopped and he was like, hey, are you all right? And she was like, beat up. And then then he was like, who did this to you? And she tells him, or he says something like, he's like, I kind of know. And then uh, she, she at least tells him where the guy who did this to her lives. Dude just walks right into his house and shoots him in the fucking head. No he question that. He knocks first. The guy just didn't answer the door, so he kicked the door in. Oh, shit. So, yeah, like, kicks the door in, just shoots the guy right in the head, doesn't ask a fucking question, and then goes to jail for the rest of his life because he found this girl on the side of the street that got beat up. Like, how fucking stupid are you? Like, whose fantasy is that? Like, so... It's a popular song. And maybe it's because like the, uh, I don't know how the, like what, but the, not the lyrics, but the melody is good. Maybe because the melody is good. Like it just. Like, it's waiting to true. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I but yeah, you got a good point. Like it's a. All right when like told me to just wait in the truck. Just wait right. in the truck. See, and I, I think I thought that song was like a g- girl we met at a bar. Right. That was just like fucked up because this dude had like beat the shit out of her so often and like been like a complete piece of shit. Yeah. And I know like whatever songs are like up into interpretation and stuff. So like I dug into this shit a little bit in the music video, okay. at least. I definitely is, didn't. <laughs> there's a music video and he's just driving his truck. It, it like starts with him like calling this person from prison i assume it's like the girl from prison and yeah. but like you know i think like in the songs and the lyrics i say i digged into a lot like i read some of the lyrics yeah. just because i like couldn't believe like it was actually what it was like i was like oh it's gonna like allude to like he was her brother or he was like someone that knew this person on like yeah. a deeply yeah. personal yeah. level like which which whatever is it's not like i guess here nor there like with that but still even i i I hate putting like our people in these situations but like say if it's like your sister or something and she's getting like the shit kicked out of her and stuff it's not let's go kill this guy with a gun and then ruin the rest of your life like it's like yeah let's take care of this like let's call the cops. Let's go to like, the police. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> like where oh God. And and like I said, I couldn't come up with like the right words for like how fathomed I was of how dumb this was. And I hope I'm saying that dumb enough for this song to like think it like and it's like you said, it's it's getting played on the radio like consistently. So it's gotta be like some sort of fantasy like oh i protected this girl by killing this guy like 
I would say for sure, a hundred percent, like that's a <laughs> thing with some people, right? So, and I, I would argue that we're fairly well-adjusted humans, right? Like you and I, like, I think that we don't make super like impulsive decisions very often. Not that we can't, but like, or have not like, in the past, I guess. Yeah. Right. Like, but like, we're not those guys. Like, I think that we like measure a situation a little bit better than some people can. Right. So I work with a lot of guys that can't fucking deal with a situation. Right. So it's a situation pops up and they just do like the dumbest thing possible all the time. And that that's probably just what this guy did. Like, oh, somebody hit you. All right, let's go. We're going to just kill him. Yeah, that it just blows my mind. And I guess like in the song, it alludes to like the guy grabbed a gun. But like, you got to also like know, like you kick in someone's door. Like I, if you I, kick I in my like, I don't have guns like just hanging out next to my yeah. couch or nothing. But like if you kick in my door, like it's I'm on. probably going to try to fight you. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I'm not I'm not shooting anybody because I don't keep my firearms next to my couch because i'm not generally very scared of that happening <laughs> but uh like i would be like trying to hurt someone that broke in my door and like that guy in the song comes in he already has his gun up right like he is prepared to shoot him immediately because he just says something along the lines of like before he could get his hands on his 12 or something like that i shot him yeah in the head, right yeah and the guy just had a 12 gauge just sitting right there. Like, and then he stole his cigarettes, what a piece of shit. That's the only part I did like about this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you kill a guy and you like digging his shirt for a pack of cigarettes. Like, I assume the guy had them like in his like uh pocket. And uh, yeah, they're all covered yeah. in blood and shit. Yeah. And then he just sat there calmly. He was like, yeah. That was worth the rest of my whole entire life. <laughs> I'll yeah. smoke a couple of his cigarettes, but but yeah, that song. Oh man, it, it just it. Is, is that the type of day. song that gives country music like a really bad name? I hope so because that, like, I love '90s country, and there's probably some songs that I will tell you that I like love and. That are dumb like as that, fuck, right? Yeah, that, that you could like poke holes in and like, and like you said, where I feel like we're fairly reasonable. Like we we would like give you that, not, and I would chalk it up to like nostalgia of like yeah. doing something fun, like while I was listening to that song or or something like that. But so that I song, think that melody plays a big part in like why we enjoy a song or that we do enjoy a song, right? So, um pumped up kicks and I can't remember who it's by is a song about a school shooting. Yeah. That song's pretty sick too. It's like fucked yeah. up, but like, it's got a like really upbeat, like happy, like melody. And you're like, Oh yeah. You know, pumped up kicks, better run, better run. I'll run my bullet. Like that's fucked up. Right. Like you're shooting the kid. You're shooting the athletes is basically what, or the rich kids is what you're saying. Yeah. No. Yeah. That song. It... But yeah. it's like really upbeat and like a good listen. And so that could be a big piece of the reason that it's oh, actually a good kids. listen to. Yeah. No. And so, I mean, if that contradicts my point, that contradicts my point. Like I do kind of enjoy. No, no, no. Stuff. So like, 
I think it's terrible that that melody goes with like, the message is the message or... where like the message and this one, like, I don't know that I think that the song is like awesome. You know what I mean? Like that I need to hear it. The yeah. uh, truck one, but like there might be some people that are just caught in that and they're not really paying attention to what the words are. Like the words are there and they hear them, but like the whole message that's in it, they might not give two fucks about. And I don't get, I think that's the the part of it that gets me even more. Like the message isn't even hit at all. Like it's, it's barely even seen. Yeah. It's like, just like talking. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, like Who sings it? Do you know? Uh, I think his name's like Hardy or something. Okay. Um, yeah. I just, so, like, I just know that right now, um, Morgan Wallen has like the top, like five singles for country music like he's like got the top in the top 10 he's like controlling it with his last album but yeah so i was wondering I, if it was him but it's not so i've heard that too is like he put out like an album with like 36 songs on it and 30 of them are in the top 100 so i might he's crushing it yeah I'm, i might have to check him out but no it, i think it's like a fairly one hit wandery as of right now guy okay. who put it out from the little bit of research I did, but but yes, just mind-blowingly dumb that that is captivating people. And I, I probably spent like too much time on it, but it, it just blew my mind. And it is definitely the songs that give country music a bad rep for for like reasonable people. Like, like I said, I enjoy country music, but yeah, then me too. there's just some things you can't defend. And that's just like, this is one of them. Yeah. Like, uh, how could you, how could you, but just wait in the truck, Mike, it'll get better. All right. All right. I'm in the truck. I did have an over though. So, and I spent way too much time on my under, so I'm going to have to be a little bit faster on my over. So I had to watch The Matrix for a school project that I was doing. Finally understand The Matrix. I did. So Is this because you had to write a report on it then? Is that why I, you understand it? I think so. And it's like I actually cared to watch it. Like where – so The Matrix came out when I was nine, what, you were 13. And the, the – like the cool part to me was like watching the guy like lean backwards while like the bullets go in slow motion and they kind of have those like rings around them i think they called it like yep. bullet time when it came out so i was like okay that's okay. pretty fucking sick so you know you're playing dodgeball in gym class someone throws a ball and you can dodge it by like leaning backwards like you look cool as shit doing that thing yes but okay. yeah yep so, so i think that's like what i cared about when i saw the matrix the first time like i, I didn't realize so it's a philosophy class and I'm a hundred percent the dude that learns like one thing in college and then talks about it like way too much. Um, I'd be the guy getting schooled it, in uh, what's the move. How you like them apples? Uh, oh, uh, Goodwill, Goodwill hunting. hunting. <laughs> yeah. So I'd be the guy getting schooled. He's like, you talk about punk and lock and uh, Socrates yeah. when you could have learned this in the library. But anyways, I had to read like shit about like Plato's work and like 
um, Descartes, now I'm not even going to say it right, um, Descartes' work and stuff like what the movie is actually like based on. And I, I'm a dumbass. Like, I'll give that, like, right off the bat is, like, I never understood, like, when they were in the Matrix and, like, when they were out of the Matrix. Like, I didn't get that the real world. And, like, I guess I probably just never paid attention to it because I didn't really give too much of a shit about it. But, like, when... So he's, in, he's like, born into the Matrix. So, like, that was another part that confused me. And, like, the real world is like super shitty and they're like tunneling through the earth and stuff so yeah, like, or okay. whatever it is right yeah like and i was like that must all be the fake stuff because that stuff seems fake to me where the matrix seems real to me right. which i didn't get that was like the whole point of the movie it's like you know you could like we could be in the matrix yeah it would i mean piss so me off so much if i was in the matrix right now and we were making a podcast that 10 people listened to. And that, that was like all the system, like, you know, gave to you. What, would it be <laughs> allowing us to have? Yeah, interesting. Um, <laughs> it kept us content on what? I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, this like, this is what keeps life. us content. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, because in reality, it would be, wouldn't it be fairly easy to make everyone in the matrix super content by just giving them everything? Like, so your individual reality could be Elon Musk's, right? Yeah. And they, every person's could, and you just have all the side characters doing like other stuff. They address that in the movie, though, is like, it's it's part of like human nature to like enjoy the struggle and be able to bitch about shit and like be discontent with stuff because like the agent smith says to morpheus in the movie he was like he was like you know what the original matrix was like this is a reboot of the matrix in the original matrix was paradise like it was giving people so they had nothing to complain about because it's ai building this world for people and he said right. like the it didn't work because people didn't have anything to bitch about and that was like something so then your that brain your brain like goes to mush or something like that no no and then the just, battery doesn't work it's just like you're not content it's it's basically the theory of like money can't buy happiness type deal it's like you can be okay. rich as you want, but like you have to earn happiness. Like, like it's what you hear about people winning the lottery and shit. Like how everybody thinks it's gonna be amazing, but like usually people who win the lottery don't enjoy it. I haven't done no research on that, and it doesn't make any sense to me. It makes a little bit of sense to me, but like I feel like if I won the lottery, like I'm not gonna complain too much. Yeah. But then, then the, and Pat, you don't see the problems that come with that. Yeah. So, Pat, there is another country song that you might enjoy, and it's um, it's not doesn't sound like you're listening like super often, but it's "Money Can't Buy Happiness, But It Can Buy Beer." But it can buy me a beer. I, I could yeah. only assume what uh, 
what that song entails. I think I could write a country song now. It could like it could buy me a beer. It can buy me a boat. Like okay. a, I think a, I a Yeti a Yeti one ten. No, maybe that's not. That's it. Might be a different one. But it's like a cooler to put the beer in. Can buy all this shit that is so we can have fun, right? Oh yeah, and you can't write a country song nowadays. Now you got me off on it without putting <laughs> truck beer or like one of those words in it. It's like went down to the store and got me a six pack, put it in the back of my truck, and like people just fucking just rip their cocks off to that shit <laughs> like oh you got a six pack of beer and put it in the back of his truck like i can't believe go. it that sounds awesome <laughs> i'm gonna go home and do that uh th- do you like that when we talk about country music we definitely go with an attempted southern accent yeah i'll just give it an attempted because you know yeah i don't no, i think i don't it's, know that i, I can do one fair like, yeah, can you, right. Can I you just, name a country singer from the north that you know is from the north? No, but uh, and like we were talking about Morgan Wallen either earlier, and my opinion on him is so I listen to the number one hits from today every Friday, right? So like whatever's the number one hit this week, every Friday we listen to that at work. It's one of my groups that I do. And Morgan Wallen, he's just a guy that sings the way I expect like someone from the deep South to talk. Where do you think he's from? It's probably like Arkansas or something like Hickville, Arkansas. Sneedville. So he's from a ville. He's from Sneedville, Tennessee. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee, man, they're musically inclined, but anyway, yeah, I think it's part of the culture, right? Let's get off of me hating country, some country music nowadays. But yeah, I understood the Matrix, so that felt good. And I think that that's as deep as I will go into my over. I had other stuff. I think the Matrix kind of messed me up a little bit once I understood what was actually going on in the movie and being like, oh, shit, that could be like real life. And then the philosophy on top of it that I've read that these theories or whatever ideas are based on and then sure shit like the next morning afterwards where i was like i get that like i start seeing like way too much shit glitching in my matrix where i'm like shit i'm probably in the fucking matrix because we've talked about like signs on this show before and well my sign that we've talked about before was like seeing a cardinal being like okay i think I think today is going to be like, all right. And then these Cardinals, there was like, I've never seen so many Cardinals in my life. Like there was an aggressive amount of Cardinals and then there was one. So I was on, I was doing a run this morning and there was like one that wouldn't get out of my way. So like, it's like super foggy and ominous looking outside. So I'm like, is there going to be like an alligator around the corner or some shit like that? So I'm looking for these like signs like all day long. And then I'm driving in my car to school and I don't know. So we, we talked about the Magna Carta probably a little bit too much on the show. Just like it's, it's your favorite like, trivia question, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm thinking about like Plato's Republic and like how the Declaration of Independence. I think there was a podcast that like triggered my thoughts of like how the 
Declaration of Independence was written and it was a lot of like Plato's Republic and like the Magna Carta like had a heavy influence on the Declaration of Independence. And then I'm like Magna Carta in my head. I'm like 1215, June 15th, 1215. Like I know that. And I sit down in my math class and he's talking about, uh, I got to remember what the, so like Norman window. So we're going over a theory and calc, like how to maximize a Norman window, which is basically like a church window, uh, stained glass window. Okay. And like, and he was like, this was big, like during like the Magna Carta and stuff. And then he starts like referencing like the Magna Carta and shit. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like everything I'm thinking, like somebody else is fucking saying now. So we might be in the matrix, Mike. We, you might yeah. be a figment of my imagination. I might be a figment of your imagination. So, okay. So then it's just a video. Then we're just playing a video game, right? So how do we get better at the video game? You got to accept that that's the whole matrix, dude. And that's the thing that I like about it is like, I kind of enjoy the matrix more now. I enjoy it a whole lot more because like, I get what's going on is like, they basically had to break his brain to be like, Hey, when you go back into what your concept of the real world is, you have to understand that it's not the real world and you can do whatever the fuck you want in that world. Because it's not real. It is a video. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. That is like the, basically the whole concept that like it's it's tuned world like on um, Space Jam. Yeah. Right? They, that, have to, they, they have to break uh, Michael Jordan's mind so that he can dunk it at the end. Like you're in mm-hmm. Tuneville, like just like stretch that arm out. Interesting. Yeah. And the, like if you can think you can do it. You can do it. So. There, there's some words of uh, wisdom from the matrix there. But yeah, now to... we just have to figure out how to like actually do it. Yeah, let's break it. Because we are in the matrix. Let, let's break it and stay in the matrix though. Because I kind of agree with like the bad guy in the matrix that wanted to go back into the matrix. Like he'd already took the red pill. I think his name's like Cypher or some shit. Yep. And, and he was like, I'm sick of the real world. Like there's the real world fucking sucks compared to the matrix and he's like i need to find a way to go back into the matrix and be a piece of the matrix whatever Too okay much so can no so one more question about the matrix i apologize can i be a piece of the matrix and like manipulate the matrix the way neo did i think you would or do i have to unplug and then go back in uh, you would Definitely have to unplug and go back in, else you wouldn't be able to be like reborn enough to because that's like one of the philosophers' concepts that they cover is like you're born with a blank slate and you learn stuff as you become like as you encounter a dog, you learn what a dog is. As you encounter a door, you learn how a door works. So, like right now say if we were in the matrix like everything we've learned is our reality and so our mind is limiting what we can do so what if we just decide to change our mind about that i think it would not be, have to unplug or like, is it impossible it, to do if you could do it you could do it but like you would need 
you would need someone to tell you that you are able to do that. Because say if you stood at the end of a mountain, right, and you jumped off, you know in your head you're toast. Like you're you're gonna die when the Vikings beat the Packers in the NFC Championship, and you decide and to you jump, jump off, off that the building. Yeah, yeah. So like, huh. if you could, which is what makes your, you die. You could, yeah, if you could teach your mind that no, I'm not gonna die when I jump. This is all fake. Like I'm in a dream right now. It, it, I guess it would be like lucid dreaming. Like if the people who can lose a dream that can control their dreams. Yeah. That would be like, but like, I don't know. You can't lose a dream. Can you? Like I have maybe had a couple of times so. where I felt like I can control my dreams and like, I've been able to fly or some shit. I've tried but to I, do lucid dreaming. I heard a trick on the internet and then <laughs> didn't work. Like in his TikTok, but, but yeah, that's so to answer your question, I don't think so. Because your reality is, based I'm going to start working so on much it. So shit. yeah, yeah. No, so, let's do it. You know, let let's say, let's say, let's get our numbers from ten listeners an episode up to fifty listeners an episode, and we'll we'll just will it to be. Okay, but but you don't know if I'm just feeding you this bullshit. And yeah, I mean, you I mean, will honestly, it. I'm an agent, Mike. So I'm super interested in the Matrix now. I, I want more of the. I don't think I've ever seen like the newer ones, but I'm gonna go down the rabbit hole of all the Matrix now and see see what I can pull out. I'm just gonna try to break the current Matrix we're in. So, and moving on to that, we uh, like get into the the Bucks, which is yeah, like maybe, a positive part. A yeah, positive maybe. part about our Matrix, we could get the Packers <laughs> to win the Super Bowl. It'll be yeah, amazing. That's, that's the goal of the mate of our current matrix. We're breaking it so the Packers win the Super Bowl. I love it. Uh, yeah. If, if there's ever a year the Packers win the Super Bowl, the Brewers win the World Series, the Bucks win the NBA championship. You will you know, know Pat and I have broken the matrix. We figured it out. But yeah, let's bark about the Bucks here real quick. So Bucks are two and one since our last show. Uh, got absolutely thumped against the Pacers, one twenty or one thirty nine to one twenty three. That game was at home, and then the next game they beat the Raptors, one eighteen to one eleven, and then they beat the Spurs, like the Spurs stole something from them, one thirty to ninety four. All these games were home games. Um, the game that they lost, it was coming off a, a decently long uh, West Coast trip. So that's what I'm going to chalk that up to. But let's get into that Pacers game real quick. So that's the one the Bucks lost, 123 to 139. Bucks came out swinging, looked real good early. Everything was clicking for them. Looked like the Bucks that we've been seeing. But they just ran out of gas. And then to the Pacers' credit, the Pacers played a hell of a game. Uh, the Pacers shot 55.7 from the field, 47.8 from the three-point line. And I guess only 60% uh, from the free throw line. But it was enough to hold the Bucks off in this one. And like I said, it was coming off a long trip. Uh, I think that 
had more to do with it than anything. Because the Pacers, I you you wouldn't call them a plus team at at this point in time. Like they're a solid team. They're 33 and 38, um, 13 and 22 on the road. So it is a team that you'd think the Bucks uh would be able to beat, but they had a good performance from their bench. Uh looks like our old boys. When they come back to play us, uh, DiVincenzo had a big game when we went to Golden State. And then George Hill decided to show up in this game for the Pacers uh, and score 15 points on us. Um, But, yeah, like I said, I'm going to chalk that one up to a long long road stand and then coming back home and having to settle back in. Um, You want me to just keep rolling through these? They'll get quick. Yep. Keep her rolling. Keep her rolling. Then the Bucks play the Raptors, like I said, at home. Uh, All the Bucks big dogs were playing in this game. Uh, Pretty back and forth game for the most part. Raptors kind of dominated the third quarter. And then the Bucks just took this game over with about three minutes left in the fourth quarter. And it's been like what it has been all year. Uh, Giannis is putting up a triple-double in that game, scoring 22 points, has 12 rebounds, 10 assists, so it dominates the game. And then towards the end, when the Raptors, you know, needed to come up with something, if they did come up with something, the Bucks just hit them with three, hit them with three. Like, it's just like how the Bucks play right now. So if you're in a close game with the Bucks at the end of the game and you think you hit a big three – like you got something coming to you because everyone on the Bucks seems like they can hit a three. Uh, one of my favorite stat lines, like following this stretch, granted Ingles didn't have his uh, biggest game. He only had six points in this game, but dude's just popping threes. That's all he does is pop threes and get assists. And I've said in the past, like, I don't know if he's like a good defender or like, what keeps him on the floor, but like he's just so smart. Like he, I guess that's what keeps him on the floor. It's like the smartness of how he plays. And so this one, he went two for four. I want to say the last one, he went like five for six or something, four for five. Um, I don't know why I got off on such a Joe Angles tangent on that one because Giannis was definitely the star of the game. Um, and then as I said, the Bucks taking over in the in the fourth with a little bit of time left. Brooke Lopez was kind of the guy who did it, dominated in the paint. And then we kicked one out to like Carter, but good game for the Bucks right there. And then we'll be real quick on the Bucks versus Spurs. Spurs dog shit team this year. Bucks, obviously, you've been listening to this, watching the Bucks plus team just beat the hammered dog shit out of the Spurs. Uh, not much was going wrong for the Bucks in that game. Uh, stat line, let's go team stat line. So they shot 52% from the floor, uh, 35% from three, and I guess only 54% from the line. But then if you look in the rebounds category, they out-rebounded them, uh, lost in the assist game, but 
it was one of those games like the stats don't even matter. It's just like a dominant bus team. Giannis gets 31 points, 14 rebounds. Uh, Middleton gets 19 points, 10 assists. Uh, Bucks are fully healthy and they are humming. And yeah, I, I did so this finally is... look it up, and they are favorites to win the championship. About time. Yeah, uh, should be in like them being fully healthy and like going forward doing the right things. This is the right time of year, too, right? Like being hot right about now, I think end of April. Maybe it's the beginning of April. They're done. What's their record currently? So they are 52 and 20, and they have one. So they got 10 games left. Exactly. Yep. Well, yeah. So they play 82 games a year, 52 and 20, 72. Look at you doing your math on the fly like that. So, yeah, 10 games left. And that was a good point you brought up. So we. Don't have the easiest stretch coming up. So we're at Utah, at Denver, at Detroit. I don't think that one's too crazy. At the Pacers, not too crazy. But then we have the Celtics, Philly. So it, it's not a tough, or I mean, it's not an easy road necessarily to the one seed. They are currently two and a half games above, I want to say the 76ers. I'm not going to look at it because Every but you I'm could lock if you lock in if you lock in the one seed, you might be able to just like skate those games, not play our superstars, rest up, be ready for the playoffs. But yeah, I think that's very dependent on how the Celtics and Phillies are playing, uh, or and the Sixers are playing. Yep. Because I mean, we got a game versus both of them where they could both steal back a game granted those games when we run into them are in milwaukee so i guess that goes into our favor a little bit right. but i i don't think the one seed is going to be wrapped up in the next five games that's a, that's all i gotta say so you like, okay yeah i gotcha so it, it's it's gonna be tough to wrap that up maybe the last because those teams are somewhat humming too. Uh, maybe I am actually going to go back on my words just to look at the standings real quick. Uh, but yeah. So Boston is kind of struggling. They're five and five in their last 10 games. But the Phillies, or wow, I keep calling them Phillies. The 76ers are nine. You're in baseball one. mode. Yeah, I'm getting there. Uh, nine of one in their last 10 games. So. Uh, 76ers are the hottest team in the East right now. And yeah, the hottest team in the league. So they're going to be nipping on our heels down the street. All the way right to the end. Yeah. So if I have a team like the Bucks, I don't know if I care what spot I get in at. Right. So it's all seven game series is series is. Um, like even if I come in as the eight seed, I wouldn't feel bad if I was healthy. Yeah. In looking at the 76ers record, so say you run into them, they end up getting the one seed. They're 26 and 11 at home. They're 23 and 12 
on the road. So it's not like that yeah. crazy of a split in the win department. Although the thing that does favor the Bucks is they are a way better home team this year. And I don't know how much you chalk that up to, you know, just coincidence slash how much it really is like other factors that are going, but the Bucks are 30 and seven at home and then 22 and 13 on the road. So, I mean, a little bit right. bigger of a jump there, but when, when it's like go time, yeah, this this Bucks team is just set up. I think even better than the team that did win the championship. We got way more, way more depth that can hit three. Way more scores. Way more guys that can like handle the ball. Like when, when this guy can't play, like it, yeah. it seems like we're going to be backed into less corners. Like they're going to be like, oh, Grayson Allen can't defend this play or whatever that's what i always tend to hear i've very much been enjoying watching grayson allen play basketball uh throughout this year so but yeah one of the critiques i guess i hear is like he's he's bad at defending in some situations so then you have to take him out but then you got javon carter so and west matthews jay crowder like you gotta you got guys that can defend you got guys that can defend and shoot you got Joe Angles now that's like I said, he he doesn't seem to make mistakes on the basketball court, like in in my yeah. So you just which is smart. a big piece of being successful, I think, is when you're not sloppy, right? You can be way more successful. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, if if you didn't know the Bucks are good, that's 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 what I got on on the Bucks right now. Yeah, speaking of not playing sloppy basketball. The Wisconsin Badgers, which is traditionally what they do, and then this year not as much. But um, you said you had some stuff about the Liberty game. I don't know if I sat and watched. What day did that even happen? So I don't remember exactly what day it happened. Sunday, it, it was yeah, it was like either Saturday or Sunday, and it was early. No, you're right. It it was Sunday, and it was early, and I was very surprised at how invested that I got in this game. I don't remember the stats off the top of my head, but it, it was definitely a good game. Um, let let me pull it up here real quick. But yeah, and, my, and they're not stomping anybody either right now. They're not like killing teams. No, and the Liberty score was seventy five to seventy one, but it was definitely kind of like a, a butt. They closed quench, it late. Yeah, a butthole clincher okay. of the game. Um, because so it's in Madison. This this is showing me it was 60% uh capacity in the coal center, but it it definitely sounded more electric than that. Uh but anyways, all, all I had on it, my big takeaway was I cared more than I thought I about this NIT game. And I think it was just because it was such a good game. I went down to the wire. Um, Crowell had 14 points. Wall had 16 points. And then Hepburn went off for 27 points. So it does seem like our big dogs showing up in this tournament are are doing it. The, the, big, the big one, though, is, yes, we're in the Final Four in the NIT, but the 
the Badgers shot one of 15 from three in this game and still were able. So take yeah, it for what it is. I mean, they're, they're playing lesser opponents. Like you, you don't win a game in the, in the NCAA. So, I mean, I, I mean, you might be, if you're a one seed, you might be able to win that game, right? Yeah. And you're playing a 16 or a 15, but most teams that make it and they're not like a conference winner, you're not winning that game. Yeah. Um, and even so. like, maybe even so you don't win them because like, those are good teams. They're the teams that win their conference, those 15 and 16 seeds. It's not like they're bum teams that are finishing last place or something in their in their conference. Yeah, they can be dangerous. They know they can win. They know they're good. They're yep. doing this same thing that's done to them, to other teams for the most part throughout yep. their season. So, if, yeah, if they can smell some blood in the water, taste some blood, they're, they're going to be killers. And, I mean, we've seen FDU right. do it. And, like, they, they were even in on, like, a technicality. I can't remember if what yeah, so I was listening to was. it about it today. So um, I don't remember the team that it was, but they couldn't go because they were one or they were Division Two last year, and yeah, they moved yeah. up to Division One, and they're not allowed to be in the postseason in the first which, year, which is stupid as shit. Like why? it's like dumber than like a north. Like that's the dumbest rule I've ever heard. Oh, you were too bad last year, so now you don't get to be in the tournament. <laughs> Right. No, so they, like you were playing lesser competition last year. So now you're out. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, no, that's yeah. It's yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, yeah. It confuses me. Uh, so then they played the, they played Oregon on Tuesday, maybe uh, maybe Wednesday. It doesn't matter when they played them. They beat them 61 58. They played the last, like, or I shouldn't say the last, from like the 12 minute mark, maybe to like the four minute mark when I was like really focused on it and paying attention, they were playing really fast. They weren't concerned about like the slow methodical play that they have been basically my whole life when it comes to Wisconsin outside of like maybe 2014, 2015, 2016, they played pretty fast during those years, but they were playing really fast. And then maybe the last like two or three minutes, they slowed it down. Like they normally do. Um, Klesman had a really nice game, uh, hit a big three, I think late to, to put him ahead and, uh, really kind of solidify the win. I think he put him up one and then they went to the free throw line for, for free throws to finish it off late, but very enjoyable game. Oregon looked like a pretty good team. There was a one seed in the NIT, one of the one seeds in the NIT, and the Badgers stood and traded blows with them. I get that the Badgers are a two seed, but still. I think it's three. Okay. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure. I, I've I thought they were two, three. but it doesn't, it yeah. doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Um, they were able to hang with them. I think what this Badgers team is, is a team that, like was a couple ball bounces away from making the tournament. Oregon's probably in that same boat. Um, and can hopefully as a young team use this NIT win as like a uh, springboard into next year's season. Yeah. Hand up. I 
didn't realize the Badgers were playing like during the week. I thought the games were going to be on at like a different time. Didn't catch the whole game of this one. I do remember looking at Oregon's floor, but but anyways, what you said about Klesman, he seems to be like he's been clutching up because he was the one guy that ended up hitting the three against Liberty that did end up being like a big factor, a big game. Yeah, there. he's going to be a really good player, and I think he's a pretty good leader as well as the way it appears. Yeah, and the Badgers definitely clutched up from the free throw line in this game. And I probably and they have the whole tournament. Much. Yeah. So, yeah, compared to the season anyway. Well, the 13 uh, with Klesman being a big part of that, going six of seven from the line. But, but yeah, they they live good. Yeah, they're playing good basketball right now. It's just disappointing that they couldn't play good basketball the last five games of the season. Because if they play good basketball the last five games of the season, they're better to basically win the NCAA tournament. Yeah, no, that's what I that was gonna be my hypothetical. If, if this team made it, they'd probably be in the sweet 16 right now. Other than oh, yeah, easy one for 15 against Liberty, Liberty. Three. Easy peasy. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah. All right, we're we'll we'll move on. Uh well, no, we won't. Uh, the up next North Texas on March 28th, Tuesday. Uh yeah, next week will be one of the uh one of the best sports weeks of the year, I think. Yeah, get your popcorn right. ready. Yep. So, but anyway, moving on, uh, driving fast and turning left. Martin Truex Jr. finished 19th at Atlanta, I believe. Uh, currently 10th in the standings. Still does need a win. Um, maybe Don't get it, them. MTJ. Yeah, this week is a road course. I have no idea how he does on road courses. He's he's competent, but he's not the greatest. You know, he's he's a lot better at going straight and turning left pretty fast. But you throw a couple right turns in there, he's all right. He's all right yeah. at turning right, but not as good as he is at driving turning left. Turn left. Yeah, that's yeah. So um, this this week isn't driving fast and turning left. It's driving fast and doing zigzags or something. Yep. yep. There's some right turn. I wonder if there's any like sharp right turns like a, just to fuck with them like hardcore to, to me the track still has to be kind of like roundish so i don't think there's any like straight right turns that's gotta yeah. throw some of those guys off like in their cars like that if there is like a straight up right turn or like if they had to go around the track in like reverse order that that would that would definitely have to fuck with you. Yeah, is it like the difference between a right tackle and a left tackle? You right? think like so? You gotta like you gotta like move to your left versus move to your right. Yeah, I bet you that would fuck me up. Because I know Oh yeah, think- like the mechanics of it is probably pretty different actually. It, in like, like your right-handed, left-handed type stuff, yeah. especially like as a tackle. Like I know I I'm not a good basketball player at all, but like if I can catch the ball and I'm moving right, my uh, shooting percentage probably goes up at least five percent. Like I can't only five. Interesting. Well, I would it think might be like be 20. like 50. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Right. Know. But yeah, like being able to go right in basketball makes me a lot better of a basketball player. Yeah, I wonder if um, like 
right. I don't know which one it would be like right tackles or left tackles, but if there's like one that is predominantly like left-handed. Yeah. I would think you would want your down hand on the the outside. Yeah. One of them would want to be like, keep the, like pass blocking wise. I think you would want your dominant hand to be outside, but then I guess guys swim. Yeah. I have no, Never mind. I'm, yeah, I mean, so I don't know either, but you would think like one would want to be like right hand dominant, which, and I don't know if it's left, the left guy or the right guy that would want to be right hand dominant. And then one would want to be the opposite, right? You would think, but I think I just hacked the tackle position. Like now we, we know which, like, is he right hand or left hand? That's all we got to ask. But I think it's kind of like in the gym, like doing stuff one handed or two handed, like kind of where it like, doesn't matter. I, I don't know. Maybe you're right. You're probably right. There's probably an advantage yeah. to be right-handed or left-handed at, at like a slight advantage in that. Well, so like baseball, there definitely is because the mechanics oh, yeah. just are definitely. fucked up when you're trying to be a lefty. Trying to be a lefty. Like you have a choice. You probably do have a little choice, but not a lot. Yeah. And I mean, just you can see the ball better. Like if you're facing a lefty and you're a righty, because the ball's in his left hand. That took yeah, me but you can't. Away. Like you can't even really play second base if you're a left-hander. Oh yeah, because you kind of got to like turn when you throw. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You have to turn all the way around. I, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking at bat, but yeah, definitely defensively. And then you, you can't play catcher as a lefty because I think it's you can't make the throw to third. Because you you have to step out and throw with your left hand. If you have a right-handed batter, you basically got to make a jump throw every time. Well, so Whereas so the throw to third. Right, is, I'll go ahead. the The throw to third is always pretty tough. Either way, even if you're right-handed, you got to kick out at there anyway. But you just probably can't kick in the right way, right? So when you're when you turn to throw to second or third, like you can have your right foot behind you. But to put your left foot behind you is going to kind of fuck you up going to third because that one is point is already at third. Do you know what I mean? And then on top of that, like if you have to make a throw, the majority of batters, at least at the lower, uh, lower levels, like where we played, right? The majority of your batters are going to be in your throwing lane where for right-handed catchers, like only like one you know, one or two guys in a lineup are going to be in your, in your throwing lane where you're going to have to like, make sure you're not like smoking the batter in the head with the ball. Yeah. So, and I think like, if you look at the MLB, I mean, the skills aren't like what they used to be and like, even what they used to be, isn't like, you know, it was a rarity of guys stealing bases 30% of the time that they're on base. But if you looked at the percentage of guys who stole third base while there was a lefty up to bat, I, I probably have to very low. <laughs> yeah, like, it just wasn't happening. But you, but, you yeah. probably just didn't even try. Yeah, it was like a, an unwritten rule. Like if you get caught stealing third while a lefty's up to bat, like they're just like just leave. Like. Don't yeah, you can j- just yeah. don't get on the team bus, please. Yeah. 
All right. So talking about baseball, let's get into our hot in the streets and we'll start with our baseball hot in the streets. Uh, All right. Opening day. Oh, you got opening. Opening day is the 30th. So next Thursday is opening day. I believe the Brewers play on opening day as well. So I'm going to Google that right now just to Brewers opening day. Um, March 30th, you're right. So against the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field. So looks like a W right off the bat. Yep. Go Brewers. Started off with a W. Go Brewers. Go. That's one thing. I'll let you write. They they have that song. I enjoy their their victory song. The Go Cubs Go. But yeah, we'll we'll get into the World Baseball Classic. So really good game. Uh, in the championship, USA versus Japan, Mike Trout versus Shohei Otane. Um, I got to see the two Japanese baseball players that I know in uh, shit, Mike, we were talking about before the show. Uh, obviously, uh, Shohei Otane and then Hugh <laughs> Darvish. Yeah, Hugh Darvish. Um, got to see them go late. And, and it was very cool because, like, they were bringing in. It was like when we talked to Damon Miller on the show, and there there was a point in time when the um, now I'm getting all of the sports mixed up, but the Diamondbacks had uh, Randy Johnson come out of the bullpen, where Shohei Itani came to get the save in the game, and that's super sick. Like he was playing the game, and then he comes in. To, to save the game, uh, and then yeah, they pulled him out, out in the seventh, right? What's that? They pulled him out in the seventh to put him in the bullpen for a bit to like yeah. warm up. And I guess I would have to like go back and look at that that again. But that's interesting to me that they could pull him out, put him in the bullpen, and then bring him back into the game. Because usually, once you're sub for in baseball, you're done for. I know South. Yeah, that's a good point. Kind of been. A little they bit should different. not have been able to play him, I don't think. I don't. Maybe that's not the rules that in the scenario. World Baseball Classic. Yeah. And I feel like it definitely should be. Like, I don't think you should be able to get pulled from whatever position you are playing, even if it is DH. But now that I think of it, I don't know if he was DHing because that would be a very easy position to send. To, to just warm up. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably what it was. Is like he was DHing and then went to the bullpen, warmed up, got ready for the ninth inning, walked a guy, got a guy to ground on into a double play, and then struck out um trout to win the game, which I mean, what a cooler circumstance for that guy. The Angels, though, like it just blows my mind that they have two the two best players in the MLB and they're like not even sniffing the playoffs. Yeah. Like, and how do you keep them? Like if you're like that type of a level of a player, when do you think the last time that actually happened was when they're like just an awesome player that has signed extended contracts to stay in that city and the team is just dog shit. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I remember people were given uh, Machado guff when he went to San Diego because he took a bag to go to San Diego and they were like, San Diego sucks. But then Tatis comes on the scene, like, and they turn into then they like, got good, like, yeah, yeah. like and super I mean, good. Yeah. And you would think that that's it, whatever San Diego ended up spending some money to get good. Um, and you would think the Angels would do the same thing, but it seems like all the Angels do is like, hey, we got the two coolest toys, like, we're going to sell tickets. And that's all they care about. But I could and there's some baseball teams that. that are for sure that like we're gonna sell some tickets. Yeah. So who gives a shit? Yeah, let's bring in Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, the Reds. The I Reds like were they... really, really good in the 80s, though. Yeah. Yeah, the but I'm talking about 80s. when Ken Griffey Jr. came to him and it was like Ken Griffey Jr. out of done. Um, I feel like those those teams were even like scrapping first in the playoffs, but I don't I don't think it was. So much because Ken Griffey Jr. was there. I think Ken Griffey Jr. was more of come come see your tickets. Like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but so to the Jr. same extent, like Junior goes there. I mean, he got paid a lot of money to go there, but like his old man played there. Right. Yeah. Like, there's some nostalgia. Yeah, because yeah. they got to play together for us. Yeah, with the, for the Mariners. Oh yeah. So never mind. Yeah, I mean, so. Griffey was probably on the Mariners for six, seven years. Yeah, his first contract, which in baseball is like till you're 40. And then you're like, oh, you can leave after you're 40. But but that's all I got for baseball. So, all right. uh, So, in in hockey news, the Badger women won their seventh national title over the weekend. And uh, so this time was like the, they weren't even like they made the frozen, the tournament. I don't know if it's called like the frozen four tournament or whatever, but like, then they had to go on the road. They didn't have any home games. They weren't like ranked super well. And then their goalie just kind of stood on her head and dominated. So they have to win four games. So what would that be? 16. So, cause you go from 16 to eight to four to two yeah so yeah you got to make the 16 and yeah so i didn't know that fact about it that they weren't like a favorite to do it because i feel like the only time i hear about them is when they win a national championship which they tend to do a lot of times so they won the national championship in 2006 2007 2009 2011 2019 2021 2023 they made the frozen four one, two, two. Yeah, I don't want to count in front of you guys, but it's it's because he doesn't know how. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll do it just to prove you guys wrong. So 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2011, 2012, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2021, 2020, 2023. So that many times, Mike. How many times was that? This I couldn't count that like, high. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, no shit. Like they just make it every. Yeah, it's like just what they do. Yeah. Hey, crazy men's hockey. Get your shit together. Yeah, the the ladies are putting you to shame. So yes, that's awesome. Another national title for the Badgers. Um, 
And then just to get into tournament news. So I, I was watching the game before the show started. Then we had uh, Marquise Noel, no, Marquise Noel for Kansas State, uh, putting down Michigan State. And he put up 20 points, 19 assists, and five steals in that game. And then he spells his name. Uh, very goofy. The other game was Arkansas, UConn. And UConn just beat the living shit out of Arkansas. And I am not up on what's going on between. FSU is up 49, 41. Okay. FAU is winning Florida Atlantic's beating Tennessee 49, 41. They're dragging them into the mud as uh, Tennessee like to say that they did to the Dukies. Um, And then Gonzaga is down. Uh, 40 to 51 against UCLA, which is hurting my heart a little bit just because I'm trying to win money on Gonzaga. So, yeah, yeah, we got the upset alert fully, fully ready to roll. But yeah, and so in that one is no Alabama's in that one, I think, right? No, must not be. Yeah, I gotta pull up the bracket to. To see uh, the sections of it, but um, right. we d- did have a bet on the last show that we can go over while these brackets come up. So we bet on all the Friday games. We could have put the Saturday ones in there as well, but anyways, we're not going to go game by game. Long story short, Mike went five and ten, and I went nine and six. We don't even have to put the bang bongs up. I smoked him. So after Mike's Lent retreat, so I'm gonna, his I'm gonna say that of no probably alcohol. the 13th, Thursday, April 13th, I'm going to get take probably three or four shots to just to start the show and we'll see where the show goes from there. Yeah, he's gonna be drunker than John on the pro wrestling bracket breakdown there. But yes, I, still have, I, I still have a bet to pay off. I'm still looking for a 10K. I found one, and then something came up that weekend where my wife is doing another athletic feat, and I'm going to go watch that instead of drink a beer out of my shoe after running a 10K. So. I need to find a 10K. Are you going to drink a beer out of your shoe when she completes her athletic feat? I guess that Like as a celebration? That would be cool. Maybe I'll take her shoe. No, she wouldn't want beer in her shoe, so. (laughs) I think that you should just do it as like a, Nat, then like, because somebody has to film it or film it. Let's record it, right? So here's the weird part. Like if you were like dressed up and like, just like cheering her on for her athletic feet. And then you like just started losing your mind and did this shoey. That would be kind of amusing, right? <laughs> uh, that would probably be better too. But she'd, yeah. be, she'd probably be embarrassed or something too, which might not be so good. Yeah. Uh, she, she'd handle it. She'd be all right. She'd get over it. You've embarrassed her before is what you're telling me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm an embarrassing person to to hang out with. Um, 
Yeah, I think that is all we have for the show. You got anything? No, uh, thanks everybody for listening. And if you're doubting the Brewers, the Badgers, the Bucks, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.